Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Create Worldwide, the podcast. I'm Paulina. And I'm Tom. And we are back. We're excited to be here with another episode. We weren't able to record last week, which was very unfortunate, but we're just happy uh, that we're here today to be able to get out another cool episode. We've We've been very busy with a lot of cool projects and stuff so we apologize for that but we're here yes. and we're back yes. <laughs> so that's exciting a lot of a lot of a lot of cool stuff a lot of big stuff a lot of small stuff a lot of medium stuff a lot of stuff overall just a lot of projects a lot of fun stuff <laughs> 2023 came with everything <laughs> oh yeah when, when mr c said he was going to get everything he wasn't lying we're all busy. <laughs> yeah, really. It, there's there's a lot of stuff going on, and for me, I don't know. I don't know about you, Tom, but um, every new project that I see we're working on, I'm like, I want to work on that one. I want to work on that one. Like, it's just th there's just cool stuff happening, and there's um, exciting things that we've been released on. So we're actually working on, and then there's a lot of cool stuff that we're working on on the conceptual phase which is very mm -hmm. exciting as well. I yeah. really like that that part. Um, so that's also exciting to try to get a cool design out. So we actually start working on those projects. So yeah, yeah. That, that's been fun this year. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I love seeing, I love working on, I love seeing projects from start to finish. There's nothing, uh, you know, when I was going through uh, a project that you were working on, um, previous to me getting into it you're working on one phase of it i'm working on another and i catch myself like skimming through what you've done previous that's like almost ready to go out and i'm like ooh, yeah ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool it it sometimes enjoyable. like we usually at the office we try to keep uh i feel like the same people on the same projects but of course yeah. we all have different areas that we're better at and then also mm -hmm. um there's different teams that sometimes are best suited for different phases. So sometimes you work on a project, then you end like the, the piece that you're working on, you finish it, and then you come back to it like, I don't know, two months, three months later, and you're like, oh my God, like it's yeah. it's come so far or it's changed. So that's it's really uh, It's really an assembly line. You know, Henry Ford is in here with the uh, assembly line and one part gets done, it goes to the next, and uh, it, right. it, it 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 is something to you know marvel. Well oiled machine. Say that yeah, well oiled machine. Yeah, the little the little firm that could. <laughs> yeah. Got to put WD forty every here and there. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, you know, and especially with uh, what's been going on as of late, uh, especially now that I'm on one of them, uh, a part of one of them. Uh, we're working on two pretty large projects. Right. I would say overall I, very large. <laughs> yeah, I I I think it's um we we've touched this subject before but um like more and more each day Tom and I are allowed to be on like 
really, really like important, large, complicated projects. So uh, I think right now both him and I are on very large projects that are, I, I think every project, small or large, has its own its own like Niche. difficulty its own it, yeah its own thing that you have to be careful on and and they all have their own like it's they're all difficult to tackle in their own sense but exciting yeah. they're all challenging but with these large projects um we we've discussed this time and I before they're very complicated and intricate um yeah. just because of the sheer scale of them so we yep. kind of wanted to to talk about that today in the podcast because we thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, just the just a little, you know, just to start it off, you know, sometimes, like let's say let's say you're doing a giant shopping center, you know, most of the if you're doing a pad building, you know, most of the times that pad building is about three tenant spaces in that super center that has twenty five centers, has twenty five right. tenants, you know, like. You're normally working on on the on the uh, pad buildings, but now here you are with essentially like ten plus pad buildings next to each other along the course of like a giant a giant uh, parking lot, and it's like, oh, um, how do I make this all correlate with each other? But uh, that's just a right. little a little starter to you know get some scale into perspective for everybody listening. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I feel I mean, like with these projects. Like, uh, if, for example, the challenge on a small pod building is to make it speak for itself and be something really cool and eye-catching, being it a small pad building, then the challenge with these projects, I feel like a lot of it comes down to organization and, like, yeah, it being cohesive and, and well-structured, well-thought-out, because they're so large that... You really have to be able to have the whole project in your mind, which which becomes a challenge in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, and uh, and on top of that, before any project, we've said it before, but you know, before you start drafting in CAD or doing anything in Revit, you know, you essentially start off with winning over the client um, by showing what you want to do to that specific job. So, you know, if you're the way you want to, you put together a concept book and you have all these nice, beautiful renderings and all these nice, lovely things. And they're like, ooh, I like that. And then you have to, you know, from there, from there, with all that rendering, which uh, do you want, do you want to go into a little bit? Do you want to talk about a little bit? How yeah, sure. You know, I mean, a little bit of the process. We've, yeah, we've worked on. So for these projects, we have like the concept books where, of course, just because of the scale of the project, you 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 may imagine like it's it's like an expensive large budget project, right? So you have to put mm -hmm. a very 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 well put together presentation on what you are proposing to do. And the thing with these projects is that you have to be very smart about what you show, and you have to be very strategic because. Like we're we're using the example of the pad building because it's just easy to compare. But if you wanna sell a pad building, you can do 
the four elevations and then you can do the renders from each corner, whatnot, and then you can have a killer idea and you can show it to the client and they'll approve it or they won't. And then that's yeah. that in regards to what you show because <laughs> it's a pad building at the end of the day, it has four sides and then maybe yeah. some landscaping, some hardscape, but that's that. But with these projects, like Tom said, I don't know, there's imagine 16 pad buildings because it's uh, an outlet center or a mall where everything is divided or you have this mall that's five six seven floors and they're all very large there's no yeah. way you're gonna be able to render each little corner each little piece of this huge exactly. project so you have to be very smart about okay we're gonna do a render of this plaza that is very important or we're gonna mm -hmm. do a render of this corridor that really shows our ideas with the ceilings and with the tiles and with uh, what's happening in the, in the center or yeah, exactly. stuff like that. So you you really start, we've talked about this before, but you really want to start by putting together a mod set, even for a concept book saying, okay, we're going to have 10 renders and the 10 renders are going to be of this space and this space and this space because they all show different aspects of our proposal, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I agree. And you could always, you could always, and the, the good thing about Create is that there's been so many projects done that when you start these things, you can go back into the files, find a mud set for a mall that we've done, find a uh, mud set for a giant super center that we've done before and kind of get a rough right. idea of what renderings we've done what perspectives we've done what kind of images we've put in just to give it you're, you're not copying and pasting what you're doing is you're saying okay here's one long corridor that shows a specific detail for this you know um furniture layout this tile layout and then the general tile layout ceiling lighting all that stuff okay cool i'm going to use this yeah. one as an example for myself it's, it's, so when i render it i have an idea it's kind of like a checklist. So it's like, exactly. okay, this this other project we showed um, a, uh, a sheet where we showed all of the proposed, I don't know, FFNE or mm -hmm. all the lamps. Then you're like, oh, this is a great idea. I'm going to show it for this other project that I'm doing. So you can kind of use it as a guide or or a checklist, so to, so to say. So yeah. I guess, well, this is like a very uh, important um part of the project but something that i don't know i found really interesting and very surprising at the same time is that although one would think this is the first step right it, it is but that doesn't mean you won't come back to it so what i mean is you have this concept book <laughs> but what you don't realize is that this concept book will also change as you start actually working on this project, drafting mm -hmm. it. And so a lot of the times this concept book is happening like simultaneously to the actual architecture drawing. So I think that's pretty kinda, cool. It kind of lingers in the in the back. And then right. once ideas change, concept book has to change, and that thing just comes soaring out in front of you and scares scares you real quick, and you're <laughs> like, oh, and it's like, oh, okay, it's right. the concept book, and we gotta edit it. But so I, I think I think this happened to you recently, Tom, right? Like where, uh, like you guys were working a lot on like the construction documents of one of these large projects, yeah, and then uh, the client came back and was like. Because at the end of the day, what you guys can't forget and what I feel like Tom and I are constantly reminded of is that at the end of the day, your client is buying this visual representation. Like, 
I don't care if you're 80% on construction documents. It's the concept book that they're looking at to see what they're buying, so to say, or what they're showing yep. um, the people that are approving this or whatnot. So maybe the client comes back and says, hey, guys, um, I need that. I need the concept book updated. And you've already worked on construction documents for a month, two months. So then you have to go back to these renders and say, OK, what has been changed? What has mm -hmm. been uh, changed because of budget? What has been changed because of a decision from the owner or someone else? So that's also yeah. um, I feel like what we were saying before organization, you have to have your project in your brain and be like, yeah, I know you I changed this. I know I changed that. I know exactly. You have to have it in there all the time. And, you know, w with what you were saying about the concept book, when it goes back and the owner um, or the client wants uh, something changed, you know, there's always a possibility they say, oh, the budget has been lowered and you can't do this or you can't do that. And then you show it to them. And they're like, oh, wait, no, we actually did really like what you had. You know, the budget will actually increase because of that. And it's kind of, it, right. or you add something new and they really like it. So the budget increases. Essentially, it's, it's they are a balancing act. Yeah, it, is, like. it is a balancing act. Because at the end of the day, we're architects, right? And, and of course, you want to make your client happy uh, in regards to budget and all of these things, but also, you know that the design is very powerful because of these elements that maybe are being taken yes. off. So it's your job to show your client this. Not it's not about convincing them as much as actually like, well, well, yeah, convincing them through explaining and showing them why you propose this and why it's important that these elements or this design stays. So that's part of yeah, the struggle I mean. as that happens simultaneously. <laughs> everything happens at the same time like the project is moving yeah. forward and things are being shifted in the budget in the construction documents in the concept book especially for these very very large projects and it's always and it's always like we i, I i'm pretty sure we've mentioned this before but um you know while you're putting together that concept book and then now you're in construction documents you know that is always changing the rendering it always is because there's right. new lighting introduced. There's act. There's actual lighting being introduced by an actual company that you need to now think about. There's panels being right. put up that are actual companies. There are there's tile elements that are actual tile yeah. manufacturers. These which, are all things that which go into it. <laughs> also, like brings us to another aspect of these large scale scale projects, and is that um you have a lot of consultants. Like oh. if you're working on these large oh, wow. scale projects, chances are you're gonna have a lot of consultants because that's what makes your design powerful. At the end of the day, we're a team. And also part of being a good architect and a good team is um, having these consultants that you know are specialized and you know are very, very good at what they do, choosing them, yeah. guiding them, getting them to speak your same language and, and speak with your same idea. So it's it's kind of also a matter of balancing and organizing all of these consultants that are going to um uh, have input on your project mm -hmm. and like Tom was saying alter your design and your renders so it's like now you have a lighting designer that has a very cool lamp cool but now you have to go and make sure it it goes with your idea with your design then put it in the concept book put it on the renders so yeah 
the consultants are a whole other world, a whole other aspect of these large projects that's pretty interesting to deal with. Yeah, and, um, you know, speaking of consultants, we haven't even gotten into, like, CDs or construction documents yet or anything like that. Right. But before we get into CDs, um, the consultant aspect, let's say you have a lighting designer. The lighting designer now sends over the uh, cut sheets of all these new lights. Let's say there's 10 new kinds of lights going into the center. You now have to take all those, you know, all those lighting um, cut sheets and put them into, you know, a folder to keep everything organized because in the event that you don't need to update the renderings uh, for this project anymore, let's say for a two-month, three-month span, you keep it in the folder. But then, you know, one day, like it happened to you and it happened to us here at Create, you you're gonna have to go back. You you're right. gonna need you're gonna need that to represent to the client. Oh, right. this is and exactly what we're using and what's called out. Yeah, and that that also comes back to what we were saying about. I feel like this is like our little first steps at looking what it's like to more than an architect actually manage a like a project not because we're the ones managing it but because we're starting to see what it's like and it's like for example the consultants you have to have everything in your brain regarding what they're missing what are the due dates what are they sending what have they sent and you have what to ask them hey yeah exactly uh so she needs da so and so needs this in order to move forward so i'm gonna prioritize getting this ready so she can move at the same time that i'm moving on something else and then hey yep. the due date isn't a week so i want to talk to them today and make sure they're on track so that's also something that's been pretty interesting to see and to actually experience and us be able to do it which is actually dealing with other people and dealing with deadlines and and time frames and starting to organize a whole project in your brain um that's that's pretty cool it it it's <laughs> I I love it because it's funny. Like uh, on the weekends, you'll be sitting, you'll be sitting down, and you'll kind of think you're relaxing, and then you'll start thinking about, oh, what about that? <laughs> what about that facade? <laughs> what about right. that facade along Blank Street that you know this could use this, and you, you, oh, this person's adding this, and it's like all these different, like forms of architecture and design yeah. just coming in and slamming you. But it's like a good, like. It's like a good thing because you're it's not that you're constantly wanting to be only thinking about architecture, but it's one of those things where it's like you enjoy it. You want to think about it. Of course. And especially because these projects are so large, there's so many opportunities to actually exactly. do stuff with them. So um, every every single like architecture, honestly, at the end of the day is a lot of. A lot of it is just like attention to detail. So it's the little mm -hmm. details and the little things that take something from being good to being great and being wow and being a shop, like a, a showstopper and making people actually want to be there and shop at this mall or go to mm -hmm. this house, whatever architecture it is. Um, so that's that's true. Like you actually start because you have this project in your brain all the time. Now you actually think about it. Oh, like a yeah. lot and no, that becomes true. I think that becomes cool and and also actually 
I feel like you learn about a lot of disciplines that may not be precisely architecture, but are still design. Like by working with these consultants, you learn a lot about what they what it is that they do. So you yeah. you become better at landscaping, you become better at at lining design, et cetera, et cetera. So that's also something very cool about working on these large scale projects because yeah. I don't know about you, Tom, but for me, for example, that's cool. Like we were learning, of course, so there's not time for everything, but it stopped at architecture, like what literally was architecture. I never yeah. in my life, like never in the, those five years, did I pick out a lamp? Never, 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 never did someone ask me like, what are you going to put in this great lobby that that you designed? No, like, okay, the lobby looks fantastic. And then that's where it stopped because of course there's no time for it. But then that's something pretty cool about starting working yeah. and seeing all these things that come into architecture and placemaking. That was that was the thing about me in college that I differed from a lot of people. Like you, you saying, oh, no, I didn't have time. I would yeah. I would personally like try to finish my project two weeks prior to the final and start picking out the lighting, start picking out the materials, really? start wow. picking out um, <laughs> what kind of furniture would go in. I'd even I would take some of the furniture and I would make customizations to it to what I would want it to look like. Wow. And it was just one of those things that it it, it was like the cherry on top for me because I enjoyed that <laughs> aspect. That's so, pretty cool. So yeah. when so when I learned I, the when I learned the, the 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 specifics of those fields, like you know whether it's lighting or whether it's landscaping, whether it's you know um, MEP structural, I'm like, oh okay, this is how they do it. And when you're the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you learn how they do it, then your drawings become tailored toward them. So you're right, doing, right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's because yeah. you understand that this is a huge part of architecture and it really goes into making up your space. And it's it's so cool. Like for me, like what I was saying for me at school, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just there was never time for that because yeah. Um like I can't even imagine finishing a project like two weeks prior because we were making changes, like huge changes to the actual architecture until the very last day. So it just never, never happened. So that's the key word. The key word is try. Cool. The key word is try. <laughs> I only did it three out of in the last six semesters. I only did it three times. So I, I, yeah, I was 50. I was shooting 50 yeah. percent. Of course, no, and and so that's that's something that's um, pretty cool about getting to work with all of these yeah. consultants on these large projects, because you're actually learning a lot about these these aspects of of design of design of place making. So that's pretty cool. I I really like that honestly. Yeah, about these projects, and then also you learn different types of representation because for example you're doing a render and then they send you their renders and maybe they're different from yours and then you also learn how other people show their work or represent their ideas and that's also something that i think is pretty cool yeah no i listen i completely agree yeah so all of all of these things that go into actually uh, putting an idea together of these huge projects have have been it has been a huge learning curve and very interesting from for Tom and I to see yeah. how these projects are sold to the client, right? Like how you 
actually mm-hmm. convince someone to go through with such a such a huge project. Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, this is only the this is only like the the pre design like the, the pre drawing phase. You know, this is the right. early stages of the project. We haven't even gotten into the you know construction documents and all that and what how 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 to set up and how to you know develop all those drawings yet. So right. right. We, we kind of wanted to talk about these uh, like large projects and everything we've learned. And I feel like for now, we kind of touched on how they're approached in regards to the concept and how they're like presented to a client or a board or, or whoever. And also the fact that we kind of touched on it, that this process doesn't start and end and then the CDs start, but that it's like a simultaneous process to the actual construction documents but um maybe next week we can talk about it Uh, and i feel like tom has more experience on this so he'll probably take the reins a little bit more next week on actually how these projects are set up once okay you get the good good to go and you have to actually start drawing them in cad and in revit and whatnot actually setting it up for a construction for a construction set yeah and uh, I'll tell you right now, it is a lot of core. It, it, it's just like anything in architecture. It's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of time. And, you know, it's a lot of attention to detail that goes into it. So well, we will definitely right. be talking about that next week. Right. Yeah, That that's I think that's a very cool topic. And um, also, like, understanding all of these phases of our project is, is pretty interesting. Interesting. Like this would. This is technically the first phase, but then it, it kind of goes into the next phase, and then you start the next phase and what, what not. What we were saying at the beginning that that's also what happens. That you're on a phase of a project, then you get taken off that project because someone else is gonna take over the next phase, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And even even when you're doing the actual CDs. And the actual construction documents, sometimes these projects, because they're so large, they're tackled by phases, even in the construction process. So that's also something that maybe we can talk about next week Definitely. and just um, continue continue learning and talking about <laughs> these these large projects that we've had the privilege to work at for the, mm-hmm. for the last few months, Tom and I. I completely agree. I agree. So uh, we hope you liked this first part and then that you'll join us next week for the next phase. Um, Remember that if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, uh, whatever you want to say to us, you can always write to us at podcast at createworldwide.com. We'll see you next week and remember to create worldwide.